Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I am so excited to be with you today. My name is Leanne DeSanto and I'll be your host. We are honored to have you with us. This podcast is here to serve you and stand alongside your journey to becoming your best self. Today's expert is Tom King. He is an amazing entrepreneur, uh, biohacker, personal development guru. He does it all. He is amazing. And he always believes in building your business, starting with your why and building businesses that have big impact. In 1999, he parlayed his personal passion for food and concern over the explosion of metabolic disease to found a company called Stevia Brands. Now it is called Icon Foods. And his mission is to help food manufacturers replace the unhealthy sugars in their products with natural options. So he is doing an amazing job at that, as well as leading his company, his team, and making a big impact in the world. He's also the author of Guy Gone Keto, and you are going to so enjoy this conversation today. So rise up for you. Enjoy this episode as we welcome Tom King. Well, welcome, Tom, to the Rise Up For You podcast. We're so excited to have you today. Thank you, Leanne. I'm super honored to be on the podcast, and I'm really looking forward to uh, to drilling down into some, some cool, progressive ideas. Yeah, awesome. Me too, me too. So we'd like to start our interview uh, by you sharing with our audience uh, who you are, what you do, and your journey uh, that led you to what you're doing now. Oof, that's that's a lot. <laughs> so a uh, my name is Tom King. I am the founder and CEO of a few companies. Um, Icon Foods would probably be my biggest company. Um, and with that, say, natural ingredient supplier, uh, you know, specifically focused on clean label sugar reduction. So we, we supply um, natural sweeteners uh, to, to consumer product companies so they can actually deliver to the market um, products that are lower in sugar and, you know, safe for people that suffer from diabetes and, and, uh, you know, blood sugar issues and metabolic issues. And then I have a consumer brand, um, that I started in 1999 called Staviva Brands. And we're in our consumer line of sweeteners in maybe 2,500 stores or, or more. I've sort of lost track. And mm-hmm. then, uh, Last year, last May, I released a book called Guy Gone Keto, and we released also a line of condiments that that pair sort of with the book. So that's that is what I do. I'm a fifth generation entrepreneur, so it's kind of in my blood. But um, it was a long, circuitous path for me. For sure. Like I had jobs and I'd get fired and Mm -hmm. I had jobs where I'd be successful. And so it took me quite a while to sort of find that, uh, that pathway, um, to successful entrepreneurship. And it was full of bumps and curves and I'm grateful for every bit of it because it's helped me, you know, learn and grow as a, as an individual. Mm, Wow. Fantastic. Well, we can talk about a lot of things in that. That's great. Um, I definitely want to talk about the entrepreneur path because I think a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs and, mm-hmm. and that can be an exciting uh, you know, endeavor to take on and more and more people from what I'm hearing are kind of leaving the corporate world and wanting to do their own thing. So I do want to talk about that and also what led you to 
um, you know, the passion of, of trying to get the more natural sugars, natural products to, you know, to companies and into, to the consumer really. So what, what, let's start with that one in terms of your, how Icon Foods started. Um, well, I, I mean, it started off as a consumer brand and, uh, I, I had sort of a plan of building, you know, building a consumer brand and then taking that consumer brand equity and sort of parlaying it into an ingredient company. But my interest, you know, the way I got interested in, in clean label sugar reduction and natural sweeteners is that I, I've always battled my weight. So I've had like yo-yo weight. It's been up and then it's down and it's up and it's down. Um, you know, so it really, it, it was sort of the catalyst for me trying to understand metabolic disease, um, you know, as well as cravings and, you know, and, and being satiated by food. So it really, I really started to drill down into nutrition at a pretty young age. And, um, and for me, I found that the biggest culprit in weight gain and metabolic disease is sugar. And at, at that point in time, um, I had actually run into a gentleman whose name was Jim May and he'd come back from Paraguay and he had some crushed up leaves, like a paste in a jar. And he said, you should try this. And I tried it and it was about 25 times sweeter than sugar and it was bitter. Um, but you know, I started to think immediately when I tasted it, you know, there's gotta be a way to naturally extract those sweet constituents out of that leaf. Mm. And that really started the journey. It was a long journey. It was an expensive journey, but that, you know, that started the journey of, you know, let's see if we can create a natural sweetener and that those leaves happen to be stevia leaves. Nice. I love stevia. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll send you a bunch. Yeah, I know a guy. I go to in, the, in my coffee anyway. So oh, that's, good. that's fantastic. Good to know. Yeah. So you, so you, um, you have actual stevia products as well as you are selling the stevia to manufacturers to put into their products? Yeah, okay. so our consumer brand is called Steviva Brands and that that's the that's the sweeteners that are at stores. And mm -hmm. so stevia is about 300 times sweeter than sugar. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for it's hard for consumers to use in baking cuz if you have something that's 300 times sweeter than sugar, um, just to put things into perspective, one eighth of a, of a teaspoon equals an entire cup of sugar. Mm. And one of our containers is about 1.3 ounces. And that entire container is equal to 50 pounds of sugar. So it's highly concentrated, um, which, you know, which means that if you're using it to bake, you know, bake a cake or you're using it in something, you know, that needs more volume that you have to find a way to be able to replace that volume. So that sort of led me down the path of creating sweetening systems. And that's using, you know, that's using stevia or monk fruit and combining it with different uh, natural low calorie bulking sweeteners. And so we've made baking mixes. Um, we've made tabletop sweeteners and you know that's that got the interest of of like consumer product companies that you know we're looking to do the same thing and this is when uh atkins and and keto started to take off mm -hmm. and so a lot of those companies that were on the forefront of that um of that trend uh jumped on board with us thankfully right right fantastic yeah well that is the the buzzword right now in the in the health and fitness and weight loss world, right? Because I've been in, I was um, 
in the training world for about 25 years, had my oh. own gym, stuff like that. So again, it was a lot of that. What do I do? What do I eat? What do I, right. <laughs> you know? And, um, so, um, your thoughts around that, because I mean, there's a, yeah. a lot of ways to get where you want to go. Uh, right. Yeah. And, and so my thoughts of, uh, around that is that, so for the longest time, you know, I had yo-yo weight, so I used diet and, and so I don't really like the, the term diet because diet sort of like, Hey, this is temporary. And if you use something temporary, you're going to get a temporary fix. And with weight gain, what happens is that if you use keto or you use some sort of modality like that as a diet, you'll lose weight and then you'll go off the diet and then you'll gain that weight back. But generally you end up gaining more weight and that's super hard on your body. So it, it also, it also affects your metabolism. So each time it takes a little more effort. Mm. So it's been my experience that a lifestyle change is really going to be a lot more effective. And so I sort of hit a crisis moment about four years ago. Um, I was in Las Vegas, uh, for a trade show and one of my customers, you know, took us, took, took me out to dinner and I had a steak and potato and then we had cake and, um, and a bottle of wine. And, you know, I got up to my room and, you know, looked in the mirror and I was like, you know, I'm carrying 35 pounds of extra weight and brain fog. And I felt like, I don't know, I felt a little bit like an imposter because I was working in the sports nutrition, nutrition industry mm. yet, you know, my, my mainstay at night was pizza and a bottle of wine. And, yeah. and so I, I, I really sort of bottomed out on that because it's like, I was really ashamed of that. I was really ashamed that I wasn't walking my talk. Mm. And so I started just writing it down. I I'm an avid journaler. Um, so I started journaling about it and it's like, you know, what is it going to take to make a lifestyle change and what are these things? And I started doing data collection, um, you know, and a year later I actually had a book. So, um, thankfully I had an amazing publisher that I contacted and that book came out, not this last May, but the May before. And it was, it was doing, you know, it's just still doing very well. It's called Guy Gone Keto mm. and it's not, it's not a, diet book per se. And it's not even like a book of recipes. I have a few recipes in there, but what it's mostly about is how to, how to make a lifestyle, a permanent lifestyle change. And I think that, you know, if, 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 if people read the book, they're going to get that. And it's, it's a pretty honest book and I'm very, yeah. very transparent too. So there's a lot of stuff in there that people are like, you put that in a book. <laughs> like, Hey, you know what? I just needed to be honest about my life. And, yeah. um, you know, so I was. And that's so powerful because oftentimes, you know, women will share their stories of, of struggles with weight and, and, mm -hmm. you know, the shame around that and the, you know, binging or whatever, you know, whatever the, what they're what they're doing and the emotional you know ties to that but it's so wonderful to hear you you know you a man saying you know what i've had these issues too so, yeah and powerful. i think you know i think that that happens i don't think that men express express body shame yeah. as much as as much as women and i think just the way society is set up there's more of that so that's directed towards women you know women have a particular standard um you know, that I think society puts on them. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that's terrible. I think that shame, I think shame is, uh, you know, super destructive. Um, 
I'm a big proponent of pain, you know, like leveraging your pain to, to make change. But there's a big difference between shame and suffering and pain. So, I mean, body shaming, like a, a person, you know, who body shames themselves, or if there are people, you know, like trolling on social media that body shame people, I think that's a really awful thing. I think that, I think that we, as, as people, um, you know, really need to practice a lot more self-acceptance and, and acceptance of others. I mean, everybody's trying to do the best they can and, you know, and create change in their life. Um, and I think it's our job, the people that have been able to initiate change, I think it's, I think it's our job to pay that forward and help those people, you know, no matter where they are, you know, it's like, if we did that and we came from that space, I think the world would be a lot, I don't know, a lot more loving. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's beautiful. What you did with your book and what you're doing with your company too, is that you're sharing the, you know, that and saying, Hey, you you know, we're all in this together, people, right? You're like, 100%. <laughs> you know, you're not alone in this and, and the struggles and the shame and the, um, you know, all that goes into food, you know, that relationship we have with our body uh, and our food yep. spills and bleeds into everything else, right? Because you can't compartmentalize one thing. So it's going to the lack of yep. confidence and self-esteem and, and worthiness. It's right. all spilling into everything. Mm -hmm. And yeah. food is such a, is such sort of a, uh, you know, a societal thing. Like, you know, usually if you're going to get together with somebody, it's like, Hey, let's go get something to eat or let's go get a drink or something. So you always, there's always that factor. And I think that when you choose to, you know, when you choose to alter your lifestyle, um, to more healthy lifestyle, that that's where, you know, you can start running into some challenges because, you know, your social life can be, uh, a little more challenging. Like if somebody, you know, wants to meet you somewhere, Hey, let's go grab something to eat. It might not be, you know, something, you know, something that's going to help you, you know, or support you in that lifestyle change. So yeah. there's a lot of those challenges and, you know, there's also a lot of ways of overcoming those. And I think that overcoming those challenges just builds, you know, builds strength in you as a person. Mm. And it, it gives you the ability to overcome challenges in other areas. Right. Oh, 100%. You know, because if yeah. you're constantly yeah. taking jabs at your self-esteem around your body and self-image and, uh, and weight, then how can you be a good leader? How, how can you call those clients? How can you be the, the parent your, your child needs, you know, because you're, you're right. just in that place. So, yeah, I think that anything that you can do to bolster your self-esteem and to bolster your self-worth is not just only going to help you, but it's mm -hmm. also going to help your, your village, if you will, you know, the people, your, your tribe. Um, you know, so I think it's super, super important. And, you know, in the book, in the book, it talks about discipline. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I really, you know, I want to clear up with people is that, yeah, I don't support shaming and I don't support suffering. Mm -hmm. Um, but what I do support is when you find your pain point that you leverage that, that you leverage it into, into change. And I can give you a little example. Yeah, um, so and I think that it's the weighing out of, of different options. So if you have in one hand a donut and it's like this donut is going to be delicious and amazing, you know, but the pain point on the other side is it's going to spike your blood sugar. It's going to, you know, throw you more into, you know, into a metabolic condition. And so if you're able to leverage that pain of like, hey, I don't want that. 
um, a lot of times it takes away that desire um, that you, you know, that you have to eat the donuts. Mm -hmm. And, and also, but I say leaving the shame out of it, like, you know, saying, Hey, you're a big fat pig and you're going to be even a fatter pig. If you eat that donut, that's shaming. And that's a huge difference. And, and Mm -hmm. I think that if you can take, take the pain of what you might experience and not put it on yourself, you know, like this is who I am and defining yourself with it, but rather this is the pain of my consequences for this type of pleasure. Mm -hmm. And so does that pain outweigh the pleasure? It's going to drive you to change habits and it's not going to be overnight. And it's something that you're going to have to practice on a daily basis and you're going to screw up. I screw up continually. Um, but you learn from your mistakes, you know, and you grow from your failures. So Mm, jump in. Yeah. Yeah. No, lots coming up. Yeah. Well, you know, I, um, I've studied a lot around the psychology of food and the, the, Mm. this idea, like like what you talked about, everything's a choice. Now we can Mm -hmm. choose to eat the donut or not eat the donut, you know, and we can say, okay, I know it's going to feel crappy and that kind of thing. But I, you know, I often would tell clients, but if the choice is to eat the donut, then love the donut. Like enjoy it. If you're eating it in shame and guilt and hiding in the closet and knowing you're being this horrible person, right? Then that's going to do more metabolic harm to your body than if, you know, you just enjoy it. I'm just going to enjoy this and love it and no big deal. And, you know, then I, I believe your body can just handle it better. You know, there's not all that other belief and, and the shame and that stuff that's, that's, that's driving our metabolism too, because that can really do even more harm. Like what we believe about it can do more harm than actually taking it in, if that makes sense, you know? It does. And I think that that's a mindset issue. And Mm -hmm. I think that, um, I think with the mindset issue, you could actually shift your mindset to innovation, um, Mm -hmm. which is how can I make this donut healthier? Or is there a recipe for a keto donut, which there are, and I've had keto donuts before, like low carb, sugar-free donuts and that were natural. What's and they, made were, out of? <laughs> they were amazing. And I was like, this is, and I've had, you know, and I've had keto bagels and I've had like all sorts, all sorts of, of different keto sort of innovative, you know, formulas and recipes that right. have been, that have been amazing. So, and there's a sense of satisfaction of being able to provide for yourself at that point. So you, you see like a, you know, you know, like a donut or a bagel and it's like, you know what, I can reconstruct this and I can redesign this. So it's healthier for me. And when you do, there's such a sense of satisfaction in that. It's so much yeah. fun. Yeah. It's like not because any, any, you know, diet or food right. system that is telling you to give up all your favorite foods it's just not going to be successful. Like you said, it's not, it's not Uh, going to be able to fit into your lifestyle of, you know, occasionally I want to go out with my friends and, and have a glass of wine or, you know, have an appetizer or have Mm -hmm. something and not be a total crazy neurotic about it. But you know, it's, it's again, because I think the stress of that can almost do more damage than eating the food. (laughs) You know, I think there's a balance there, you know, and quantity of course matters and timing matters and there's, you know, different things that, that go along with that. But you know, in the general scheme of things, right? Yep. Yeah. It's, it's all things in moderation. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that too. I believe that too. Um, well, I love that you, you mentioned leveraging pain because I think we're in, in a bit of a society now where, Oh, any pain, take a pill, any 
pain, uh, right? I mean, any, don't don't experience pain, or you're sad. Here's a pill, or hit, you know, go go do this, or go meditate for five hours, or you know, mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. Some are more positive ways to handle, and some are, are more just band aids. I think. Um, yeah, what they do is treat the symptoms mm-hmm. and or bury the symptoms of what's really the sort of underlying issue. So, I shy away from that, and I don't. And I'm not afraid of pain. So, I mean, I, I welcome pain in because mm-hmm. pain is usually an indicator that I'm going in the wrong direction or that I'm, I'm not honoring, you know, I'm not honoring my body or my values. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I can really leverage pain and without, without it turning to shame. And yeah. I, that, I don't know, I, when I was able, and I can't say that I have that mastered, mm-hmm. um, but it is definitely part of you know, part of my value system that, you know, that I'm working with and, uh, and super effective. Like if you get into that shame mode, it, that's, that's a dark place and that's a downward spiral. But if you're able to really understand pain, you know, and simplify pain, it's, it's easy to leverage that into, you know, into positive sort of behavior changes. What is one way that you can share with the audience that you like to how how do you do that? Like when you feel that critic inside, or the shame, or that feeling, is there something you do to switch out of it faster? Um, if there's like quick fixes to it, and but I think that those are a lot like you know taking a pill. I would say your quick fix is putting yourself in a state of gratitude. Mm. Um, you know, so when you feel, you know, when you feel like you know, you start, you're starting to indulge like shame or, or, uh, a lack of self self acceptance or any of those sort of toxic feelings. I think it's, you know, I think shifting your mindset, uh, to gratitude, like being the, the, you know, being in touch with the, the things that you're grateful for, like your breath. Like a lot of times if I find myself getting into a situation where, you know, where I start feeling a little edgy, I will just breathe into it. And it's just, you know, taking a deep breath and being grateful for that because there's nothing, I think there's nothing more satisfying than just taking a nice deep breath. Um, so I think breathing is super important, um, you know, for an immediate, uh, you know, shift in your mindset, um, being grateful for that, being grateful for sunshine, being grateful for rain, being grateful for a roof over your head. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, if you start drilling down into all the things that you, you know, that you're grateful for, that I don't think that that gratitude and negativity can exist in the same space. So basically you're pushing, pushing negativity out. Um, I think that, like I said, that's the quick fix and that's the pill. I think that the, um, the long-term strategy is, it comes from journaling. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's one thing that I find that's super important to me. Like I never miss it. It's one of those things like, you know, I travel with a journal. I just, I just never, ever miss it. And nice. that gives me the ability to actually chunk out, you know, what it is that's in, in my mind and what it is that I want to have manifest in my life. And I usually wrap up my journaling with an affirmation and gratitude, like just making a list of all of the things that I'm grateful for. Um, so I think that the long term, you know, if you want to change your, your trajectory, you know, and you really want to level up your, um, 
you know, your mindset, journaling is so powerful. Like, mm. you know, and, and I get a lot like, Hey, where do I even start? You know, I have this blank page and I don't even know what to do with it. And it's super easy. Write down a question. How do I feel today? Mm. You know, what could I do today better that, than I did yesterday? Yeah. And you know, what am I grateful for? And what do I want to, um, what do I want to create and manifest in my life? Mm. You know, but if you ask yourself those questions, the next thing you know, the answers are just going to fly out on the page. So it's easy to do. And I recommend people do it on a daily basis. Absolutely. I do that as well. And, uh, and it's, um, I I like to ask myself, you know, how can I love myself even more today? Oh, I I think that that's awesome. I mean, it's, and and it is sometimes that it, it, sometimes it comes down to making the choices. I know that feed my body temple that make me feel great that have me show up as the best Mm -hmm. parent the best you know coach whatever you know and so i think that is so powerful because i i've heard that too it's it's kind of like with meditation well i don't even know where to begin how do i start i can't stop the thoughts i can't you know again this perfection paralysis comes in right and then we just don't do any of it because it's like what do i do because we think it has to be this perfect you know ritual or something. And sometimes it's just starting with a question. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It it is. And with meditation. So like I've meditated for regularly for the past, I guess, 25 years, I've been doing it quite a bit. And I think that the perfection of of meditation is the imperfections. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you're trying to get into that quiet space and you're trying to get your mind cleared, but all that's happening is monkey brain, you know, and things, thoughts are flowing in and they're just, I still get that. So I've been doing it for 25 years Mm -hmm. and I still get like massive amounts of monkey brain. But the thing, the the trick Mm -hmm. to it is, is don't judge yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. don't judge yourself for it simply, you know, and I think Jack Kornfield puts it brilliantly. It's like, it's like a puppy. And it's like, just put it back on the paper, you know, and it's just put it back on the paper. And it's like, if you exercise that beautiful patience with yourself and, you know, and, and you, you allow those thoughts to, to come and you allow that thought to pass and you gently nudge yourself back onto the paper. I think that what you'll find is that, yeah, it continues to happen, but you're also, you're just getting the benefit of you know, of a daily practice of meditation. Um, So the main thing is, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. Absolutely. (laughs) I like that back on the paper. It's so great. And sometimes you just have to have a little giggle, right? (laughs) A hundred percent. so serious, you know, sometimes it's just, here I go again, there comes that thought again, you know, and just just kind of saying, okay, we can let that one go. And yeah, so it's it's not the perfection, it's the progress, right? Whether it's food, diet, lifestyle, you know, it's the progress. How can I be better than I was yesterday, right? How can yep. I live that best life? Like we talk about it, rise up for you. What is that? And it doesn't have to be a big grandiose thing. It can be just, I'm going to write for five minutes, right? Yeah. I'm going to step away from that, you know, second helping. I don't really need that. You know, it's those small changes. It doesn't have to be something super huge, you know, that, hundred percent. And remember to acknowledge yourself for it too. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you do make achievements like that, even if they're small achievements, give yourself some acknowledgement. Like if you're a person who doesn't, you know, go to the gym, um, on a regular basis or, or has ever worked out, you know, start with a walk 
And if you just are walking down to the end of the street and the back and back, you know what? Give yourself acknowledgement for that. And then because I've seen people that were barely able to make it out of their house and within a couple of years, you know, they signed up for a 10K. So it's taking those steps and then giving yourself acknowledgement and then continuing to build on those steps. Absolutely. Absolutely. It doesn't, it doesn't have to all happen tomorrow and it doesn't have to be some big grand thing. It's, it's, no, it's that, it's a long game. It's a long game, (laughs) baby. (laughs) For sure. For sure. Well, wow. I mean, we could talk forever. I just love um, your energy and, and, um, and well, thank you. I appreciate that. And and generosity really of sharing your story with the world and, and putting it out there because it's 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 really powerful, you know. Well, really thank powerful you. I appreciate really that. Will affect, you know, affect people. And um, speaking of that, because yes. your, your beautiful book, but is there um, another book, you know, in your years of wisdom and knowledge <laughs> and learning um, that really, you know, just had that massive impact on you, either to write your own book or you know, just in your journey? Um, I would say it's the journey. So there are two books that I reference continually. So there was a book written by um, Ryan Holiday. It's called The Daily Stoic. And my Daily Stoic looks like it has been just beaten to crap. So it's highlighted, there's notes in it. And so I I read that on a daily basis. So I have my practice, which is sort of the routine in the morning. And it starts out with, you know, with reading a passage uh, from the Daily Stoic. So I, I highly recommend that book. Um, it's really, it's beautifully written and helps you, you know, helps you find integrity um, as well as being able to control your mindset. Mm-hmm. And one that I just recently got into, which is becoming now a weekly, a weekly sort of uh, book that I read um, or process, if you will, is the I Ching. So wow. I, yeah, I mean, I think maybe 20 years ago, I, I looked into the I Ching, but I, and it's so weird how it came to me because I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast and he was, he was interviewing Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, this guy's just an old stoner. And, <laughs> and then like, I started listening to him and he just had this super grounded sort of peace of mind about himself. And he's like, oh, yeah, I consult the I Ching. And I was like, wow, you know, that's interesting. I think I'm going to look into it. And then when I started looking into it, it's like you can use it as sort of divination, which I don't. So I'm not a a religious person or or even like, I don't know, spiritual for that matter. But it's, it's like I don't really use it for divination, but it's almost guidance. Like when you, you know, you go through this process of finding the pages that you're supposed to be on mm-hmm. um, and the message is always spot on. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm a closet spiritualist. I, but, <laughs> I think you're but spirit, those, more spiritual than you think. <laughs> <laughs> probably. So definitely, you know, the Daily Stoic and right. then weekly the I Ching. Love it. Ryan Holiday also has – um. The obstacle is the way. Really, really. Uh, yeah. love that book. Yeah. Yes, all of his all of his books. Anything that that um, like I think his first one is "Trust Me, I'm Lying," um, <laughs> right. which was really good. But I, you know, I the the, the stuff that leans more into stoicism mm-hmm. uh, resonates with me a little bit more. Nice, wonderful. Well, you might have already answered this, but 
If you could leave the world with one message, you know, one golden nugget, what would it be? Um, I would say the one golden nugget is determination and persistence um, on a daily basis. So, I mean, you may be in a place where you're, you know, where you're, you're struggling, um, you know, and you think that you can't make it. But the thing is, is like my mom used to always tell me, you know, the darkest hour is just before dawn. And it, if you hang on to that, and if you also, um, Shannon, I think Shannon Alder had a quote is like some of the most beautiful things worth having in your life come wrapped in thorns. Um, I, I think if you hang on to those those things and realize that everybody struggles and the struggle is is part of being a human being. And that is what, that was, that's what galvanizes us and, and actually connects all of us is that we all struggle, but we're all in it together. Love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, how, so how can we support you and, and be connected with you? <laughs> well, um, I, if you want to learn about, if you want to learn about more about me and you want to learn more about my company, mm -hmm. um, I mean, you can hit me up on all of the social medias under Guy Gone Keto. Um, if you go to guygoneketo.com, uh, that's my website. You can check right. out my book. Um, nice. You can shoot me an email if you want me to send you a PDF copy of it. I like to spread the word. So mm. um, by all means, you know, do that. Uh, direct message me on, on social. If you want to see what kind of mad science I'm up to yeah. at the ingredient company, um, go to iconfoodscience.com or iconfoods and, um, yeah, yeah. Check those things out. And I, I'm good at getting back to you, to each person. So if you direct message me on Instagram or Twitter or whatever your, your choice, LinkedIn, your, your choice of uh, social media, I'll always get back to you. Wonderful. Awesome. Okay. One last question. Now our companies yep. rise up for you. So when you hear that term rise up for you, what does it mean for you? That's an excellent, excellent question. And like what comes up for me and, and, and I know you invited me on this a while ago and I've had a lot of time to ruminate on it, but I think that rising up, I mean, rising up for me means having that determination and the resilience to, to literally like rise up like the Phoenix from the ashes. Mm. So I, I really support what you guys are doing and, and, you know, to you, people in the audience, I would highly recommend that you go on iTunes and give this a great rating, um, you know, or wherever, however your, your delivery system is. Um, cause I think it's important what you do. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. And, and you as well. And we didn't get Thank to you. even really chat about your, um, your business as much as in business leadership, okay. but, but I can tell that just cause leadership starts with the leader and mm -hmm. you, are, I can already tell that you're an awesome leader because of how you're living your life, right? It's how you live your life, how you um, take care of your own, uh, you know, self-love, self-worth as well, because that's what you, you can't give away what you don't have. So 100%. I know your employees are very, very lucky to have you as a leader no. and, and yeah, <laughs> heading up the business and what you're doing. So Hopefully really. they think that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's awesome. Really. Thank you. Thank you. We just, I, like I said, could go on forever and so enjoyed having you on the podcast today. And, and thank you so much for sharing. Thank you, Leanne. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us today on the rise up for you podcast series. 
We're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of. If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com, and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly, and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow.